the me. And these two jerks podcast. They're idiots. They're idiots with microphones. I don't know how that happened. Welcome back to me and uh, these two jerks. Uh, Eric Michaels, Kyle West, Jamie Dawson. Uh, back for another episode. Uh, thanks to Prelude Web and Marketing for putting our website together, me and these two jerks.com. Uh, listen to all of our uh, episodes up there and also at any of the most popular podcasting networks. Check us all out there. So, guys, we're thinking something maybe a smidge different. I think through all of this stuff that we've been um, dealing with for the last seven to eight weeks, we've all kind of had some things bottled up as far as what is bugging us. So we thought about doing kind of a little rapid fire session, if you will, kind of a, you know, what grinds my gears kind of a thing. That was, that was super old. You're like 75 to say that. 75. What grinds my gears. Or you mean, I got it from an episode of family guy. What's wrong with that? Sure. Whatever. I'll tell you, things haven't changed a lot in the last eight or nine weeks. in in some ways I'll tell you, one of them is, Ah, that hasn't changed. How is your liver doing through quarantine? Well, this is mostly water, so it's like hydrating. Myself. <laughs> what is it? What are you drinking? Bush. Bush diesel. Oh, the heavy yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. Is it, the, the, is it the corn can? Is it? Did they do the corn can on the bush heavy or just a bush light? Uh, no, this just looks like a, I don't know, like a mountain stream or something. Oh, because that was a are big they deal. A sponsor yet? They should no. be for as much as Jamie's been drinking. They could be. Anyway, so. I'll start off with this. I got a text from my brother last night. Hang on. I'm putting you on the clock. Put me on. Oh, we're going to do this. We're timed. How long do we have? Yes. Five minutes. Five minutes. If that's no longer than that. I'm good with five. All right. For your your rant and the reactions or just your rant, your rant. And then there's a five minute reaction period. Yeah. Okay. All right. So there we go. So actually, the plan was, um, my brother was going to come and join us this week, but uh, he, for whatever reason, thinks he's going to be the next Lance Armstrong and uh, decides he wanted to go on a bike ride. So who wants to be the next Lance Armstrong? I don't know. It's the oh, only it's, it's the only bicyclist guy that I could think of because nobody knows cyclist. anybody else. You're going to get cultured. It's the only bicyclist bicyclist to know of. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, so he sends me this text last night and he goes, is next Friday the 22nd? Or the 29th, he says him and his wife were having a debate. Like, for example, he says, if I told you that tonight I will see you next Friday, which date would he expect to meet you? So what do you think? I, uh, I think there's kind of a sliding scale with it, honestly. Okay, elaborate. Because I kind of view the, the weekend, I kind of group the weekend together and, and Friday during the day, of course, is the, is a weekday, but at night is like, you know, one of your, you know, one of your weeknight nights, right? Sure. So in my mind, kind of Friday, Saturday and Sunday are kind of a thing. And then maybe like Monday through the very beginning of Friday are kind of a thing. And so if you were, okay, if you're on, you with me there a little bit, two little nuggets. Okay. Stick with me. Like once you get to like say Monday or Tuesday, then it's like this Friday. Even I would say Sunday night, it's like this Friday is the next the next Friday that's coming up. Right. If you said next Friday, then and and I think as Americans too, we also have to use our hands when we're saying this. I think you also have to <laughs> do like a little a little jumpy, like a humpy hill kind of thing that, that when you're saying like next Friday, like you're jumping over next weekend. Anybody with me on that? No. All all alone. You're all alone on this one, Jamie. Um, 
Um, but I think it like so on Monday, I think if you said this Friday, you're talking about four days later. Mm-hmm. Back that up two days to Saturday, which is still this Friday. I think you would say like next Friday. Okay. So you're kind of like still in the midst of a weekend. So you're kind of in the middle of where my brother was, was thinking you're, you're kind of right there. You're, you're kind of like bridging the gap between both of his thought processes from what I could gauge from what he told me. So Kyle, what is your take? Well, it's real simple. If it's, if it's, you know, the, the, the next Friday that's coming up is going to be this Friday. And then the following one is always next Friday. But you use the word next Saturday. You're going to say this Friday, but you use the word next just now to describe (laughs) this next Friday. All the way around the rosy, all the (laughs) way around. Next means seven days plus. Okay. So, so once you get to Saturday, then it's this Friday. Absolutely. Okay. So a little bit different than Jamie. Let's say this. You're at work and you have a project due the following Wednesday. You go Thursday and you realize you're behind on it and you're like, oh, my project's due this Wednesday. You don't say next Wednesday. That's next Wednesday. Totally. Totally next Wednesday. No. Disagree. No, because you've got to break it. It's a weekend and a weekday. And unless you're living in that time period, you're next. What if you work a four-on, four-off shift? You don't really have it. Your weekend could be Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah, but it's still the weekend. Now we're getting go, way too weekend. deep into this. No. I mean, that's what we do, Eric. You're, you're way I mean, overthinking Eric, this. I mean, Eric doesn't have a traditional weekend off, but he still knows that it's the weekend. Right. Saturday yeah, and right. Sunday are the weekend, regardless of when my day off falls. You're right. I don't, I don't get Saturday and Sunday. I don't have consecutive weekend days off, but Saturday and Sunday are still the weekend, regardless of weekend how it falls. My ass and sit on my couch. Okay, so every day. Um <laughs> Is that relevant to this conversation? <laughs> relevant. So here's what I told my brother. He says to me, now this was yesterday. He was asking me this. I said to me, next Friday would be the 29th because we have a Friday that is coming this Friday. So I totally blew his mind. He told me that I actually failed him. So then he goes, when is the Friday after next then? And I'm like, we don't need to be talking about shitty Ice-T movies right here, okay? Yeah, it was average. Yeah. Or Ice-Cube, I'm sorry. We don't need to be talking about shitty Ice-Cube movies here. Ice-T was SVU. Ice-Cube was on the movie Fridays. Ice-T sounds good right about now, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> it does. You'd probably get one from a vending machine somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. I or sweet. So here's what he said. He said the 22nd, or I told him the 22nd would be this Friday. And he says, which is also the next Friday was his words exactly. <laughs> he goes, is there another Friday on the calendar before the 22nd that I'm missing? So he, he's just totally overthought this in my opinion. I get what he's think what he's saying. Yeah. But it is the next Friday. It's the same thing Kyle's saying, but I don't uh to I, me I think that's confusing. To me, if you okay, this is the here's the way I look at it. To me, if you're gonna ask to say the next whatever day, it is the one one after the next one. Does that make sense? Yes. I sometimes think this similar type thing when a sports season ends and you're a week or two after, say, the Super Bowl and somebody gets on TV and they start talking about the season. Mm -hmm. Like, to me, that's still next season. 
because the like the last like we're still having a Super Bowl parade. We're still figuring out who's going to go to Disney World and all that. It's still it's still a thing that we're coming down off of. So right. next season is already next is next season. But there's people who will go who will describe it as like, well, that's over. And now now that's this coming season or this season. I'm like, no, no, it's not right. We could debate this for hours. It sounds like good thing. We set a five minute time limit. <laughs> that's right. We've got uh, five, four. We're out of time. Three, two, one. Oh, very nice ringtone there, Jamie. Yeah. But uh, change that ringtone. I don't know. That was a uh, interesting debate. I don't know. You know, to me, that's the, that's the way I look at it. This Friday is this Friday. The one after that is next Friday. However, my brother decides to look at it. Well, that's on him. He can be wrong. It's his prerogative. That's right. So, all right. There was mine. Who's next? All right. So this is this right here. <laughs> oh, this ought to be good. This you may want to. Ex- You're on the clock. You may want to expand the timer for this totally one. Totally different than than Eric's. I'm going to give you six but minutes. Does anybody else get incredibly annoyed when there are celebrities on social media telling you? Everybody needs to stay home. They don't need to do this. Yes. They don't need to do that. Those people are set. They cannot walk out of their house for the rest of their life. They're going to have everything they need. But they want to talk down to those people that have to go out to work. Right. And and then you've got people that it seems like a certain group of people, people that maybe like they're like college professors or they're like stay-at-home bloggers or people that write for newspapers that think they're always a little hoity-toity anyways and they they just recycle that stuff over and over and over is it me or do they need to sit this one out when this COVID 19 stuff started to roll out the one that i remember the most was a video that arnold schwarzenegger put out on twitter about you need to stay home you've got to stay home stay home stay home stay home and he was in his gigantic ass pool sipping on a drink enjoying a cigar in his tens of thousands of square foot mansion and well, i think to myself how the hell you sure if i had a spread like that at first yeah when it first started and they were trying to flatten the curve right i understood it but but the clear the curve was flattened we're trying to well that's up for interpretation too the economy all the way and these folks are still on their same you're an idiot if you're going to work, or you're a dumb if you go to the grocery store. It's like, chill. But my point with the Schwarzenegger video is, if I had a spread like that, and that kind of a crib, I'd stay home too. stay home. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm in too. I think a couple of things come into play. One is, if they're telling you not to go to work, I, that's that's craziness. I, I would say that, that they shouldn't be saying that. I feel like most of the stuff that I read is telling people not to, to be idiots, which the American public by and large needs to be reminded of. Well, that is true over and over again, because they're not, as we've talked incessantly on this podcast week after week, they're not going to grocery store one time. They're not going to dollar general one time. They're not sending one family member in like we're, you know, we're like, Oh, it's like we fixed the pandemic. So everybody let's go to Walmart and spend three hours there. And that's, I mean, I feel like they need to be told like, that's not actually what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be easing back in. We're supposed to be doing uh, necessary things. Work, obviously a necessary thing. Like just because you'd like want to go have a, a pool party with 50 of your friends, it, probably not, probably not the wisest thing. But again, nobody can tell Americans what to do. 
So I feel like they're if they're saying work, that's off the table. If they're saying like, hey, quit being a jackass um, and doing frivolous things, that's fair game. But the bigger issue is, is in my mind, is that we gave these people the power. Like that's that's one of the the issues with America is that we created this this we created their personas. We created the fact that we love athletes and actors to the nth degree and we follow them on Twitter and they can do no wrong that then they obviously they become spokespeople for how you're supposed to live the life. Not taking into account exactly what you're talking about, Kyle, which is they don't live our lives. I mean, they don't, they're they're living it completely different, but we, my gosh, we've, we've made it seem like they walk on water. We take it. Oh my gosh. You have a, a blue, what kind of jacket? I got to get one of those too. Right. Well, I I think I've done that forever. A lot of the same things is the point you just made. It's like you see these athletes sign these multi-millions or hundreds of million dollar contracts. But who enabled that? We did by buying the merchandise, by buying the tickets to go to the games. We have enabled those people to make that kind of money. As much as it pisses me off every time I see these jackasses to get paid all this money to play a game, the blame lands on the American people who enable it. Right. Yep. Absolutely. But as far as Kyle's point, I could not give a shit less what a celebrity says about staying home or their opinion of the COVID or any of that crap. Couldn't care less. No bearing on my thoughts whatsoever. I do whatever Beyonce says. <laughs> yeah, 21 seconds to spare. Celebrities. Kyle, anything left to, to add to your topic? Yeah, I, I, at the end of the day, you're right. You follow those people. I have followed a lot of them just because, A, um, it would just piss me off when I read some of the stuff they put out there. But, B, it's at the end of the day, it's it's something that people look up to celebrities and a lot of people will cut listen off. to cut him off. And It just makes you mad. So yeah. I'm cut off. <laughs> I'm done. One last thing on that. Um, I think the problem is sometimes, too, that – that there are people that don't have any other direct positive influences in their lives, but to look up to celebrities and athletes and things like that. So I think that's a contributing factor too. Well, get a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then the, it's going to be like, well, I'm I'm not going to go to work because Fido said I shouldn't. I wish my dog would say that. Yeah. JD, what do you got? All right. I'm on the clock. Spent uh, more than my fair share of time on social media lately, uh, as I'm guessing, (laughs) as you probably have as well, um, at least at times. And um, I did make my Facebook avatar. I don't like it. I haven't Um, done that yet. I I can't figure out how Facebook's probably using it to, you know, steal like bank account information or (laughs) something relevant, but I'm sure that they are. Uh, Again, I can't figure out how, but I'm sure that they are in some way or another. But as I spend time on uh, on the social media, uh, I've got a uh, um, I've got a Facebook friend, and I, I'm sure that Kyle can um, at least empathize based on his his Twitter rant earlier. Um, yeah. He's one one of those people that he believes that we should open up the um, you know that we should open up the economy, that we should just get back to normal, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. And and like most people who either believe we should or we shouldn't, everything is incredibly black or white. You know, we just we just flip the switch, pandemic's gone, everything's open back up, boom, or we're going to ride this thing out for 
for three years living in our basement, um, you know, kind of thing. There's just no middle ground and no in between. And so everything the guy posts is, um, you know, is in relationship to um, there's we're just doing it all wrong. I mean, all these things that we're trying to put in place, all these protections are are funny. haha. Let's make fun of all of them. Like, uh, you know, we put plexiglass up at the convenience store um, to keep, you know, germs away. But then the person behind the plexiglass handled all of our candy and our our juji fruits um, and then handed them back to us. So what good did that really do? You know, stuff like that. Like, hey, we're making an effort. Um, but what's the point? And I found myself, I should unfollow unfriend all of those snooze oh do you guys snooze anybody no snooze I yeah just snooze. alarm every morning i should snooze but i find myself replying to every damn one of them so you every like, one you allow them. yourself to be sucked into these kind of things because it's like i feel i feel complicit if i snooze or if i just keep scrolling past i feel like i'm like in some way like silently co-signing the madness so if you don't put your two cents it's like you agree with them. Yes. So I, I find myself like at some point saying, ah, I mean, I don't, I don't understand how these things even make sense. I did that the other night where there was something that was posted that was kind of like, it, it kind of reminded me of any, any standard president bashing, whether it's Trump now or Obama before or Bush before that, where, you know, where it's the most outlandish like meme that you can't even connect the dots. You know, mm-hmm. like Obama wore a tan suit and the economy tanked. <laughs> how, did, how did that have to do anything to do with anything? How did we go from A to B? I don't know what the road was to go there. Um, and I just I can't stop myself from from posting it. So I need you guys to to give me a little pep talk and tell me to go spend my time more wisely. But I find myself going, oh, I wonder what he said. I'm going to reply to this one. I think you should go spend your time more wisely. You think so? <laughs> you seem like a pretty um, project-oriented guy. I- I'm sure uh, you've got a slew of things you could be doing in your quarantined life other than browsing social media. So what keeps sucking you into it? I don't know. It's Again, I feel complicit by not, not responding some sense of like, you know, hang on, let's meet in the middle here. Here's the issue in my mind with every political type problem. Any other area of life they would tell you to compromise they would tell you to meet in the middle right mm-hmm. i mean if if you went to marriage counseling they'd go what do you want what does she want and then they'd, they'd find some middle ground when you're selling cars isn't that what you're trying to do that's a good find point some middle ground right but in, in politics it's like we are all the way one side or all the way the other and I'm like, I feel like we just have to go, all right, somewhere in the middle here, somewhere in the middle, there's the truth. Well, especially nowadays, I don't think it's ever been more divided than it is today. And, you know, there's not a lot of people that, you know, if, if you even come out with a moderate way of thinking or a more streamlined middle ground kind of a thought process, you're like shunned by the political machine. You've either got to be all the way right or all the way left. And I don't agree with that at all. I don't. You know, like I, I agree with certain policies and other things on either side of the aisle. Personally, I feel that our form of government is probably one of the most corrupt and bullshit things that there can be. So, but I always try to avoid what you're doing and stay out of the debates on social media. 
I do too, but I just can't. There's just a couple of people that I just have to go, here's the thing. Now, are these famous people that you are getting involved with? Like you're commenting on on no, no, political no, no. or these I mean, are just it's, like it's friends. So they're, they're, they're people in my in my friend circle. OK, they're, it's Facebook. So they're people in my friend circle. They're, they're people that you 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 semi know personally that you are engaging with. Yes. OK. Interesting. Yes. Like now, how does that affect? And I just your real life relationship with them. Have you been unfriended by anybody because of your political stance? Well, I don't know. I mean, how do you know if you've been unfriended by people other than like six months later when you think about that person or see that person post somewhere else and go, oh, yeah, I thought we were friends. Right. Well, that's about the only way to find out, I guess. I mean, I, I don't really know. So maybe. Are we already out of time? We're already out of time. Yeah. I don't think we accomplished anything on your rant. I think you need what? a few more minutes. I wanted, I wanted someone to tell me to quit being an idiot, but I feel like you're telling me to quit being an idiot, but I understand why you're being an idiot. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, <laughs> I, you, you need to quit being an idiot, but I agree sometimes, and I, I, I feel I do a pretty good job of staying out of Facebook debates, but every once in a while I find myself wanting to chime in, and but it's hard to do sometimes. I get where you're coming from. It just... It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I really um, get annoyed when people do do that, but then they include fake news or inaccurate news or hearsay or gossip, and it's not fact. That's what kind of makes me mad sometimes. I'm so afraid to share anything that is even remotely political on social media because I really oh, yeah. have no idea if it's true or not. Like, I see some of the crap that people that I'm friends with share or retweet or whatever. And you see the website that it comes from, and it's like some, you know, off the wall satire or commentary kind of website where or just, you know, I hate to use the the popular fake news tag, but that's exactly what it is. That people are just putting crap out there that they know people will go out there and retweet and reshare and 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 what have you, that it just that stuff keeps regurgitating when it's not true. And then hell. I don't even know whether to believe the stuff that's on the big network websites. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I don't either. They have caught CBS News with some inaccurate reporting. They've caught all of them with inaccurate reporting. Fox, CNN, NBC, they're all, they've all, at this point, they're all, everything's after clicks. Oh, yeah. It's not even about ratings anymore. It's about clicks. So they can sell you ads when you click on, you know, your Facebook or your, or your whatever. It's it's pretty ridiculous, in my opinion. I don't know what to believe anymore. I don't know what's true and what's not. I mean, it's it's better to be to be, you know, first. You get more glory for being first than you do for being right. So right. I mean, again, again, another situation that we have created. Our society has created. We have. We have made it so we we give the world to anybody who's who's breaking, who's the source um, that that is so highly sought after that if they're wrong, they just go, oh, yeah, I'm wrong. Sorry. They put out a little one line, little apology. Oh, sorry, we got that wrong. And they move on. They do the same damn thing again. And that stuff goes by the wayside, even aside from the apology, like it just goes away so fast in the news cycle that the the high from being the guy who broke the story is so long lasting and so awesome that even if you're wrong, you're like, Oh, I'll apologize. And they'll forget about it by next Friday. <laughs> I see what you did there. 
Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's, and I think it's only going to get worse as we get deeper into this election cycle. Um, especially if, if Trump gets reelected, you know, I think it, it is hard for me to believe that we can deal with this for another four years. And I'm not saying, uh, you know, Trump supporter or not, but I, you know, every move that guy makes, every word he says is criticized by somebody. And I couldn't imagine being in those shoes. And, you know, to be fair, I, I feel like Obama was the same way. And if yeah. Trump gets beat beaten and it's Biden, I feel like Biden will be the same way. I feel like that's just where we are. We can't wait to hammer whoever it is, um, is the guy. As an example, my opinion and nothing more than that, I actually think that our governor has done a pretty good job in comparison to some other governors, given the fact that this is uncharted territory and there's no roadmap for this and we are figuring it out as we go along and the information changes daily. Um, but you know, his, his, uh, his phases to, to come back. I mean, I read lots of satire on that, you know, mm-hmm. phase number six, seven, um, how long is, are we going to draw this out? I'm like, my gosh, is there a, is there a book somewhere where you could talk about how to navigate the economy through a pandemic? Right. We've never um, experienced something like this, you know, and I think governor Holcomb, of it right. I think that's pretty cool. I think Governor Holcomb is doing a commendable job um, with trying to navigate the state of Indiana through this mess. And I think if you look at our neighbors just a few miles to the west, where they are borderline trying to. I don't think they're, they're necessarily trying to overthrow their governor, but when you see these counties that are trying to do their own thing and go like, hey, governor, what's his name? Pritzker or something like that. Pittsburgh, yeah. whatever it is, um, we don't care what you say. We're going to do our own thing and go ahead and start to reopen the economy a little bit in the state of Illinois. At least we're not dealing with that. It seems like, what is there, 92 counties in Indiana? It seems like most of, I haven't heard of any of them, you know, going against his wishes. Sure. Um, you know, there's part of me that wishes it would speed up a little bit. Um, but I've kind of said all along that there's been a lot of overreaction with this Um COVID-19 thing, but you never wanted to be that state or that entity or whatever business that underreacted because nobody knew where this was going to go. Correct. And I thought Governor Holcomb has done a good thing. I mean, my personal opinion is, you know, I wish we would speed up opening the economy up a little bit and let people kind of police themselves, if you will. Now, I, I'm not saying that I think we should open up Lucas Oil Stadium and have 70,000 people crammed in there. Um, I don't think that's a wise idea right now, but I think we need to give the power a little bit back to the people and let them kind of police themselves and do what they see fit. But that's just my opinion. I would like to think that that's the, the way to go, but people show me over and over again that they're idiots. Uh, that's true, too. Um, there either there's two and there's two factions of idiots in my mind. There are people who are just uneducated, um, and so they just really don't get what we're talking about here with social distancing or masks or the severity um, of the situation or any of that stuff. They just are going about their business in their own little bubble. Right. And then there's the folks who um, live in the you ain't gonna tell me what to do. Bubble. Oh, it's just the extremes. And and if you. I mean, if you said wear a mask, they're not going to. If you said wear flip flops, they're going to wear boots. Like you just, <laughs> the government is going to tell them nothing. It's going to tell them they're going right. no. So you want me to do this? I'm doing that. Sorry. Well, 
Um, you know, I those two groups scare me. I've chosen. I've I've been out in public. I've worked through this whole thing. I've not worn a mask. There you go. You know, at all. And I have one on my desk at work. And if a customer were to sit across from me and ask me to wear, or would prefer me to wear it, I would. That hasn't happened yet. Well, you're not going to blow the deal. Well, right. And then, but I was out at um, one of the local uh, home improvement stores over the weekend. And this happened to me a couple of times where I think by not wearing a mask, I feel like I'm being watched and judged and shamed. Yeah. But like, look at this guy, no gloves, no mask, no this, no that. And I'm like, I just choose not to. I, I don't, I don't know. But I respect the businesses like um, the ones that require you. If you if, if that were your case and you said, Eric, you've got to wear a mask to come into my business, that's great. That's fine. I would probably put one on because that's your right, I think, to you know, sure. run your store the way you see fit. But it is what it is. Yeah. On a side note, can you imagine, you know, a couple weeks ago we talked about the the woman at the front of Menards who had to tell people to wear masks and how we'd want would know, not want that job. Kyle wants a royalty off of off of that job because that'd be the toughest job ever. Um, well, yeah. How about being the governor of Illinois, where you've got to make one massive city happy, one massive city that is unlike most other places, and then like ninety percent of your state is completely unlike that. Right. That's the problem with Illinois. It's like I mean, it's Chicago and then everybody else. At some point, they're going to basically just make that into two states. Well, I, mean, I don't know about that. It's but. nuts. I mean, New York's not too different. I mean, you got these massive places but, and everything Everything else is like, we're not them. But that just shows how bad of a governor he is. Because if he was a good governor, he would have been smart enough to realize, hey, I can set regions up in my state and, and, and be much stricter in Chicago and loosen up down around Charleston, Illinois. But he, he's not done that up to this point. Well, that's kind of like Man. what Holcomb did, right? Yeah. You know, you can restrict cities. You know, Indianapolis is a week behind us on reopening. You know, he could do yeah. the same in Illinois, and he hasn't. And you know why? It's because he's a billionaire already. He doesn't have to worry about paying a mortgage. But, to be uh, fair to him, in my lifetime, I don't think anybody from Illinois has ever liked any governor. <laughs> yeah, they, they're all. Well, they he's bound to win. They hated Blagojevich. They hated Browner. Of maybe New York. Yeah. Illinois is probably the most corrupt political state there is. But, uh, you know, he's bound to wind up in federal lockup here before too long, like most I mean, of his predecessors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there we go. But uh, anyway. I, I felt like we conquered some problems tonight. Guys. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if we <laughs> solved any, but we may have, you know. Yeah, if you guys don't excuse me, I'm going back to Facebook to find that guy. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, it was fun again, and I want to say thanks to Prelude Web and Marketing. Hit our website, uh, meandthesetwojerks.com. And, um, well, we don't know what next week will bring, but uh, we'll talk to you guys then. Whoosh.